0: You first met Baz right here on Dutch the Podcast, talking about his incredible bike store, GoDutch.ca. Hi, Baz. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good, man. Maybe you can answer a couple of questions for our audience, uh, seeing as you are a participating sponsor of today's show. Thank you very much. But I want people to understand a little bit about what you do. What bikes do you sell? Hey, I sell the real Dutch bikes, authentic Dutch bikes. And if For people that are looking for that real Dutch feel, I'd say come by my bike shop this summer and pick up your authentic new or used Dutch bike before we sell out. You can buy online or in-store. Online would be www.godutch.ca. Awesome commuter bikes. If you are looking for a long-lasting, quality-built bike right from the Netherlands, godutch.ca is the place to go. GoDutch.ca. Thanks, Baz. Thanks, Mike. Hi, friends, and welcome to Dutch the Podcast. My name is Mike Witson. Right there is Tom Byfoot. He, after all, is the uh, editor-in-chief. Hold on, I'll get the title right. The executive producer. He is like the head of Hollywood here at uh, Dutch the Podcast and Dutch the Media How's it going, Tom? It's
1: going very well. Uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to another episode. Uh, and I love it the way you give me uh, all these wonderful titles. Um,
0: I, I actually wanted to call you the Grand Boobah today, uh, but <laughs> it, it didn't come out. So, uh, uh, oh, well, it came out well enough, I think. Okay, well, good. And, you know, and every time I think of a new title for you, uh, by the way, it does not come with a pay increase, unfortunately. I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, Listen, I want to remind everybody, if you are tuned in today and uh, you've watched a couple of uh, Dutch the podcast, uh, you might like to subscribe on YouTube. Please feel free to do that. Hit the notification button and uh, you'll be told every time a new show comes up. Uh, Also, you can subscribe on any platform you're listening to the podcast. Uh, And uh, we do, of course, uh, love your feedback. Yeah, I'd love to get some feedback.
1: And if I, I may mention our website here, dutchthemedia.com is where you'll find a contact form to, uh, to get in touch with us. And, of course, you'll find uh, uh, our books and our magazines and, and all kinds of uh, information on our website at dutchthemedia.com.
0: Uh, by the way, also at dutchthemedia.com, uh, all of the publications uh, that uh, are uh, handled there, Uh, our wonderful uh, sort of exploration of Dutch culture and history, uh, arts, and even food. I've seen recipe books and and, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, One of the books that you'll find among that is a very good one written by a friend of mine named Tom, uh, the Grand Poobah, as I mentioned, of uh, Dutch the Media, uh, hidden in plain sight. And uh, you'll find that uh, for sale right there at dutchthemedia.com. I I,
1: I love it, Mike. Uh, Self-promotion, nothing beats it.
0: But you don't know, you don't want to do it for yourself. Don't worry. When my donut line comes out, all you're ever going to talk about
1: is donuts. oh, I'll talk about your donuts. Don't worry.
0: Thanks, Tom. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: um, hey, hey, Mike. Did you yeah. know? I'm 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 going to jump in because I I, I want to get to our guest because I'm really excited about yeah. the guest we have on uh, today. Um, did you know that both Canada and the United States have an official Dutch Heritage Day. Um, I did not know that. Well, in um, 1991, President George Bush at the time proclaimed November 16th as Dutch American Heritage Day, and that's uh, celebrated with events in the United States uh, extensively. And uh, not to be outdone, I don't know why it took them 20 years, but on April 10th, 2019, the Canadian Parliament uh, unanimously proclaimed may 5th as dutch heritage day
0: Excellent.
1: that's wonderful but we are based in the province of ontario in canada and ontario goes one better than the federal governments of the united states and canada because ontario has a dutch heritage month not just a day a whole month
0: please tell me we're celebrating this month this
1: month uh, is the month of May, and we're celebrating it. Throughout uh, the province, uh, there are celebrations uh, related to the bill. You know, and it's it's a very short bill, um, and it was introduced into Parliament in 2011. And I'm just going to, if that's okay, do you think I have time to quickly read the uh, the actual bill?
0: And as we add another title, Speaker of the House to Tom Byfoot's uh, <laughs> illustrious <laughs> career. Yeah, but please read that to us.
1: Okay, here we go. An act to proclaim May as Dutch Heritage Month, and I've got it on my screen, so I'm reading it off of my screen. Uh, Assented to March 30, 2011. Preamble. Ontario is home to about 500,000 Dutch Canadians. Since the early 1800s, the Dutch Canadian community has made and continues to make significant contributions to the growth and prosperity of the province of Ontario. By proclaiming the month of May as Dutch Heritage Month, the province of Ontario recognizes the important contributions that Dutch Canadians have made to the economic, political, social, and cultural fabric of Ontario's society. May is historically a significant month for Dutch Canadian community. On May 5th, 1945... The Canadian forces were instrumental in the liberation of the Netherlands from occupation during World War II. The Netherlands celebrates its independence and liberty along with the heroic efforts of the Canadian forces with a national holiday known as Liberation Day, which takes place annually on May 5th. Therefore. Her Majesty, by and with the advice and consent of the Legislative Assembly of the Province of Ontario, enacts as follows: The month of May in each year is proclaimed as Dutch Heritage Month. That's the bill, short wow. bill, not a lot of bureaucracy, and and it you know it, it underlines why the Dutch and the Canadians uh, love each other so.
0: It, it's so true. I mean, really, it just uh, that underline of look, we went through hell together, and. Uh, we're instrumental in saving each other. And
1: uh, uh, and we still changed. do a lot of trade together. Um, so this bill, uh, Mike, was introduced by Elizabeth Whitmer. Uh, Elizabeth was an MPP for 22 years. Uh, MPP is a member of the provincial parliament uh, for our uh, outside of Ontario listeners. Um, and she held a series of significant portfolios. Uh, she was deputy premier. Uh, Caucus Chair, Opposition House Leader. Uh, She also served in two uh, provincial cabinets um, as Minister of Labour, Minister of Health, Minister of the Environment and Minister of Education. And today I have the honour of talking to Elizabeth uh, Whitmer about uh, Dutch uh, heritage in Ontario and why she introduced that bill uh, 11, 12 years ago now. Welcome uh, to Dutch the Podcast, Elizabeth. I am so glad that you're uh, able to join us uh, for our conversation, uh, and I'm really looking forward to it.
2: And I'm looking forward to it as well.
1: Okay. So um I introduced you uh, just now, but... Uh, Just be clear, you were a member of the provincial parliament in Ontario for 22 years. Uh, You served as minister in two cabinets, uh, including as deputy premier to uh, Premier Ernie Eves in the early 2000s, and then continued on as deputy leader of the opposition. So it sounds like you're very much at home in Ontario, but nevertheless, you were born in the Netherlands, uh, if I'm right.
2: Yes, I did have the good fortune of having been born in the Netherlands. I was born in uh, a small village, Katel, which is very close to Schiedam, which of course is very close to Rotterdam.
1: Yeah, I've never heard of Katel actually. Uh, so that's just outside Schiedam?
2: Yes, it is. I think it's now probably been annexed.
1: Okay. So so uh, if I may, uh, how how old were you when you came to Canada?
2: I was four years old when my mother and father decided to come in 1951. We were part of the group of, I guess, uh, people that really, I think, had been attracted by the Canadians who had liberated the Netherlands. And uh, we were looking, as others were, for a better life, Um, they for themselves. But I think most importantly, they were looking for a better life for my brother and myself. And uh, they decided to join the hundreds and thousands of other people who came after World War II.
1: Absolutely, yes. And, and so did you come straight to, uh, to Ontario? Uh, is that where you, your family settled?
2: No, and that, uh, I will say, was uh, very stressful for my mother. Uh, we crossed, of course, the Atlantic on the Volendam, and then my father had a sister who lived in Alberta. She lived in Picture Butte, which is near Lethbridge, And so we were to travel across by train to Alberta. And um, before they got off the boat, uh, the stewards were kind enough to say to my mother, you know what, that's a long trip across Canada. It's going to be very cold because of course it was March. And so, um, you know, take some of these blankets for your children, which my mom did. And uh, they boarded the train obviously and uh, went to Alberta. And when they got to Alberta, It was midnight, and um, regrettably, Picture Butte is a very small town. And there was no, my uncle did not come. He got the dates mixed up, so they landed there at the station, and there was nobody to greet them. Fortunately, there was somebody there who took pity on this family and took us to their home. And then we, we joined my aunt and uncle, but they lived outside of town, very, very far. And, uh, it wasn't much of a home and I can remember I had to uh, sleep on a, a car seat that my father found a deserted car and my brother slept in a drawer. Um, and I will say this was tough for my mom who was used to, you know, the Netherlands, lots of people. The creature
1: comforts yeah, in and the Netherlands. She had 12
2: <laughs> brothers and sisters. And so anyway, they decided they would go to, uh, to uh, Ontario. They connected with a pastor at a church and they, we ended up in Exeter. And I will say they had a wonderful life. They were very happy. They were, you know, proud folks who'd come from the Netherlands, but they were certainly proud, proud Canadians. They loved this country with all their hearts.
1: That's wonderful, yeah. And you see that with a lot of the Dutch immigrants yes. who came in in that period. That's right. Um, and and it's not easy. I don't know if your brother was older or younger than younger you. Younger than I. Yeah, he was
2: younger. Yeah.
1: So make a move with a toddler and an infant, yeah. uh, basically, yeah. uh, like that. That's that's quite amazing. Now, so you were only four years old, so you'll have few memories of of that early time in the Netherlands. Um, but do were you? Uh, conscious aware of your dutch heritage uh, as you went to school here in ontario in canada how that did that affect your youth in any way
2: i and i was aware of it i guess the memories that i have the only memories were what my mom and dad told me and um so for example they told me that i had gone to school when i was you know 3 years old um and i used to go to my grandmother's for lunch but um when I went to school, yes, you know, at first I was very hesitant because you kind of want to fit in, Tom.
1: As a kid, As yeah, a kid. For sure. You know,
2: you want to fit in. And then um, I will say my mom and dad, they were fantastic. And um, Exeter, small community, 3,000 people, uh, you know, they, they became involved in the community. They worked very hard. Uh, My mother actually, in order to make ends meet, started to clean other people's homes. And my father was in construction first, and then he he went to the dairy, and um, then he became a custodian. That was what he did throughout his life. But um, they were well respected throughout the community. My dad was a coach for baseball, for hockey. Uh, Mother was involved in helping other people. So... um, I I gradually became I would say to you more proud of the fact of my Dutch heritage yeah, yeah.
1: so that gradually grew I, it's it's interesting I see that with my own kids my my oldest was born in the Netherlands the youngest three were all born in Canada right. and they're proud Canadians right. uh and and but it almost took until they were in their mid teens until they started realizing uh you know that they were hyphenated Canadians exactly. in a way
2: yeah, that's true.
1: And and, and so, so that's that's interesting. Now, um, of course, you went, uh, went into politics, but you had a career before you went into politics.
2: Um, I, yes, I, I did have a career. Um, I decided I wanted to be a teacher. And um, I was the oldest child. My brother's a year and a half younger than me and my parents. Even though I started work when I was age 12, I, I got a job in the local, you know, kind of Walmart store. It was Chainway. And I was trying to earn money to go to university, but my parents said, you know what, we don't have, we can't help you for more than one year. We're going to help your brother. And that was, you know, that was the immigrant mentality. Uh, you know, I'd have a husband who could provide for me. but
1: Yeah, and in that yeah. day and age, of course, yeah. So
2: that was fine. I started obediently um, at Teachers College in London. After a month, I thought, no, I don't want to teach elementary school. I want to teach secondary school, and I'm going to walk across the street. This was around Thanksgiving. I'm going to go to Western, and I'm going to register. I don't know why they accepted me, but they did. <laughs> and um, it, it was interesting. Good
1: good choice on their part.
2: Yeah. And, and so, you know, I called my mom and dad, told them what I'd done. They said, well, who's going to pay for this? And uh, I said, I'm going to continue to work. There were no, you know, student loans. And I said, I'm going to work as hard as I can. And lo and behold, my mother, actually one of her cleaning jobs was in the home of a doctor and his wife. And uh, she, all she said was, I'd gone to, you know, university. Of course, they recognized finances would be kind of difficult. Anyway, this lady called me this Mrs. Fletcher, wonderful lady, and she said, Dr. Fletcher and I will pay for your education. And she said, no interest, when you're done, you can repay us. And I will say, if ever there was a boost to my self-confidence, that was it.
1: I could imagine, that's amazing,
2: wow. I, I think it has influenced me throughout my entire life to think somebody took that risk but you see, it's based on, and I often remind people, your track record comes back all the time. So uh, they had, as I say, it was a small town. They knew who I was. They knew who our family was. And I will say within a year, my, my debt had been discharged. Wow. Yeah. That is
1: un- unbelievable. Yeah, so so that's amazing that you managed to pay back that quickly yeah. as well. Um, fantastic. Um so at some point you um, you entered politics. You were elected to uh, the provincial parliament of Ontario, uh, and you, of course, in in twenty two years plus in in politics, you've got a lot of achievements to be proud of. Uh, you know, I am thinking workplace safety is one of the things, uh, one of the acts you are known for. But in the Dutch community, you are known for a specific act that was that you introduced in twenty eleven, and it's called an Act to proclaim May as Dutch Heritage Month. That's right. Um, why did you do that?
2: Well, first of all, I should tell you, there was a person who was very instrumental in my becoming more and more proud of my Dutch heritage. And, uh, that was Jack, uh, in, in Burlington.
1: Jack Vanderlaan. Yes,
2: Jack Vanderlaan. Yes. You know, and okay. he would communicate with me and, um, tell me, share things with me. And, you know, over time, I, I, I thought, you know what? We have so much to be proud of. Uh, we have made-
1: I'm, I'm just gonna interrupt you briefly to, for, for our listeners to uh, mention who Jack Van Aelan. Okay, is. sure. Uh, so Jack owned a men's clothing store in Burlington, Ontario for many years called Filman's Menswear, but he was very active in the Dutch Canadian Soci- Association, in the Dutch community, and he instituted uh, the uh, Dutch Canadian Friendship Day in Burlington, Ontario, uh, was instrumental in twinning Burlington with the city of Apeldoorn in the Netherlands, uh, and and remained active in the Dutch community, uh, you know, throughout his professional career. Um, he's retired now, still sends me emails a couple of times yeah. a week with interesting bits about the Netherlands. So so that's the, the Jack van der Laan we're talking that's- about. Shout out to Jack. I'm sure he'll hear it. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that up, uh, Elizabeth. No,
2: I, you know what? He, he, I think, has played a large role in uh, ensuring that we continue to be proud of not just our heritage, but also the relationship that we have with the Canadian. Uh, you know, public and what have you. So anyway, that was fine. And, you know, then I started thinking, I'd sit in the legislature, and we'd have these other days, you know, that we would celebrate. And I thought, you know, here we have all these people who have come from the Netherlands since the 1800s. In fact, we have um, over half a million in Ontario, we have over, you know, a million in Canada. In fact, at one point, that was, you know, 3% of the population. So Um, And they've all come here and we've made contributions, whether it's, you know, art or whether it's business, uh, whether it's economy, the environment, uh, culture, so many contributions. And uh, the relationship between the two countries is so strong, uh, based primarily on the fact that during World War II, um, the Canadian soldiers were instrumental in um, the liberation of the Netherlands and of course you know, they continue to celebrate that on May the 5th. And of absolutely. course,
1: absolutely. And, 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 and all the sacrifices, all the sacrifices. Uh, the many young men who, who, who were killed right. in the Netherlands are on the way to the Netherlands, uh, or, or otherwise, um, hurt and injured uh, physically and mentally, uh, during the war. That's
2: right. So I thought, you know, we actually have a stronger relationship than many other countries and we need to celebrate. We need to celebrate our heritage and, um, you know, what we've been able to achieve uh, since then. So uh, that was really when I started thinking about what it was that we should be doing. And I thought, I'm going to introduce uh, this bill. And I thought, well, some countries just celebrate for a day or a week. But we have so much that happens in May. (laughs) We have the liberation, but we also... uh, you know, have the the celebration of the Tulip Festival in Ottawa. And of course, the reason for that is because Queen Juliana was given safe refuge in Ottawa during World War II. Her daughter, uh, Princess Marit, was born here. And as a result, every year they continue to send lots of tulips to Ottawa. So uh, that was just another reason. And uh, I thought, I'm going to make it a whole month that we would celebrate our Dutch
1: heritage. That that is great. So the whole month of May is Dutch Heritage Month in Ontario. That's also the month the Tulip Festival yeah. takes place in Ottawa. Hundreds of thousands literally of tulips uh, uh, on Parliament Hill and and elsewhere in the city, several parks. Uh you know just just a, a wonder to uh, to see. And and Queen Juliana sent those yeah. over, uh, the first ones at least to uh, start Well,
2: that's right. And of course as you well know, um, I sit on this global um, health committee between McMaster University and Ma- Maastricht. And Princess Marguerite is the honorary chair of exactly. that board. Yeah. And so she repeatedly often will come to Canada and go to Ottawa and, uh, you know, celebrate that month and also go to Brantford or uh, Brampton and uh, Burlington and other places. So, you know, the linkage continues to be there between her
1: and, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've, and I've seen her several times uh, when she was visiting here um, at Holland Christian yeah. Homes, as you mentioned, in Brampton. Um, I was also in the Netherlands when she opened uh, a new pavilion in the uh, Open Air Museum in Arnhem. And, and the pavilion was dedicated to that immigration uh, wave that you talked about, that you were part right. of um, coming to Canada, it's it's called gaan naar Canada." We are going yeah. to Canada, and there's a whole dedicated pavilion. and, and Princess Margriet uh, was on hand to open it uh, uh, a few years back uh, when it when it first opened. Yeah, yeah, she she is a very good friend of of Canada and Ontario. She
2: she definitely is, and uh, I really appreciate you know the relationship that I've uh, had been privileged to develop, you know, with her and wish I could have attended that, but that was not uh, possible. But yeah, Laichan our Canada. And here we are, we are here. Have
1: you, have you, I mean, the the pandemic has interfered, but have you had a chance uh, to, to visit there
2: yet? Um, um, Do you know what we, um, we are going to, in fact, part of the, the conversation this morning is our last meeting was in Hamilton, which was last year. We'd had a pause for those two years of the pandemic. And uh, now this fall, we're going to go to uh, Maastricht. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. Well, if you get a chance, um, I would advise uh, a visit to the Open Air Museum and, and in particular to that pavilion. But it's, it's a full day. It's, it? it's a wonderful museum. Oh
2: Well, yeah. thank you for uh, making me aware of that. I will certainly endeavor to try to do that.
1: Uh, okay. What time of year is the, is the meeting?
2: Uh, we're probably going to meet after Thanksgiving.
1: Okay, so so a little late uh, because it's an open air yeah. museum, uh, but so uh, so you, so you, yeah, you want to have a decent weather. But anyway, if you get the chance, I, I would say I uh, go. go visit it. Absolutely, <laughs> okay. yeah, it, it it really touches on also um, specifically on the relationship with Burlington, yes. uh, uh, because it was sponsored by a Burlington uh, resident. Right. Um, You mentioned you're a member of the board for um, McMaster, Maastricht um, uh, Health.
2: um, Yes, Global Health. Can you talk a
1: little bit about that? And then maybe also, are there any other uh, positions you hold, uh, boards or whatever, that are related specifically to uh, the Dutch heritage um, aspect of your work? Right.
2: Well, I was asked to uh, become the first chair of this Global Health uh, Programme between those two universities for number one, I had been born in the Netherlands, and so there was the connection. And secondly, because I had been Minister of Health, and so I had some knowledge, obviously, of the health system here in the province of Ontario. And so uh, I will say it, it's been a huge success. The objective was to train health professionals, global health professionals, to meet the needs of global health, which, as you know, continue to expand each and every day. And uh, we have now partnered with um, there are seven people in the consortium. There were just the two universities. Then we added India. And since then, we have added other universities as well. And um, I've been very impressed with the graduates of the program because they have taken certainly uh, significant positions in health organizations throughout the entire world. And they have placements during the uh, program. And so they have, you know, they'll go to Sudan, Kenya, Colombia; they'll go to uh, Japan, Thailand. Uh, there's tremendous opportunity, Norway. There's been a keen interest in, in Northern health as well. But uh, yes, it, it's been very rewarding to see these students who graduate and able to serve really mankind
1: that's mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, there's there aren't any other specific organizations uh, that I can think of with that type of connection. Um, mm-hmm. I sometimes get.
1: But you're 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 often invited to speak oh, yes. and 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 MC events of a Dutch Canadian nature.
2: Oh yes, uh, yes, I, I've gotten a slew of them now. Uh, coming in, particularly, and you know that's the one thing. Unfortunately, during COVID, a lot of things did not happen, so that's uh, too bad. But now, of course, we are going to have the uh, flag raising at the Ontario Parliament buildings,
1: May tenth, yeah. I yes. believe, and that's
2: always yep. hosted by the uh, consul general, and of course Ted Arnott, the speaker, you know, is our is our host, and there's usually a reception and. Anybody, anybody can, watching this, can attend. Uh, you simply go to the uh, grounds of uh, Queen's Park and you can participate in the, uh, in the ceremony and you can indulge afterwards. There's usually a reception and that's really good. Uh, the other one that I really have looked forward to ever since, you know, Jack got me excited about my heritage is, of course, Burlington and, and their flag raising day I mean, they've done more than almost any community in Canada as far as promoting and strengthening the ties between our two countries. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I often talk about that, and and you know, I live in Oakville, yeah. so that uh, actually very close to uh, to Burlington, almost in Burlington. That's right. And you've got a, a Dutch store. You've got a very big Dutch retirement home. We've got a branch of the Dutch Credit Union, Duca. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's that big sign when you drive into town, twinned with Appledore yes, in the Netherlands. Yeah, no,
2: they've, and, you know, they've had exchanges. As you know, you've got the, the younger students, the high school students, others, and, you know, their focus has always been on, you know, peace and uh, freedom. And, um, I mean, yeah. it's a wonderful relationship that that community has fostered.
1: And and Appledore is lucky as well because Burlington has this amazing teen show. Yes, bed, they do. Uh that that is, you know, world class and, and they they get to perform at these events. That's
2: right. So uh, and that's always special. And then uh Christ Hall and Christian Homes, they always have a flag raising as well. So that'll be coming up. And Princess Marguerite was actually there um, you know, when they opened another wing and and uh, are doing, you know, more building there. Um, now, KLM used to do something when they were, before they were taken over by all the other airlines, and we would go out to yep. uh, Pearson, and we would have a ceremony out there. It was really, it was great, uh, because they always gave away uh, a free flight to Amsterdam, so people were pretty keen to participate
1: okay yeah no absolutely now uh, if you look at the future uh i mean the original immigrants um are getting on uh clearly obviously even the ones that came as kids i i interviewed uh a few people who came across as kids on the very first post-war immigrant ship uh, uh, in 1947 uh, They they lived in a retirement home in barry um how do you see the future of the relationship between uh ontario specifically canada maybe more generally and the netherlands um, developing how can we sustain those tremendous tremendously good ties that we have as two nations as two people? for
2: sure well <clears throat> i know part of the job of the uh, the ambassadors you know and also the consul generals Um, is to do all they can to strengthen the ties. And obviously a lot of that is business, economic, uh, cultural, you know, ties. And I do believe that will happen. We have communities like Burlington and Ottawa who have the Tulip Festival, for example. And, uh, you know, Toronto does have some exchanges as well. Um, I think we have those to build on. I think we have a strong enough foundation. And I actually think this legislation... Proclaiming, You know, um, May as Dutch Heritage Month helps to uh, build that foundation. And, you know, despite the fact that perhaps our children um, will not, you know, understand uh, their heritage, I still think there are opportunities. I would say to you, my two children, obviously born in Canada, and I'm married to a Canadian, they love their Dutch heritage, they are very proud of it. And, um, and of course, when it comes time for soccer, um, you know, of anybody course, yeah. who has a Dutch heritage, they're, they're there, <laughs> uh, yeah. supporting oh, yeah. their teams. Um, it's, it's just going to be a different relationship, but I still think it, I think based on what has happened in the past, based on, you know, the feelings that Canadians have and will always have, uh, as far as their role in the liberation of the Netherlands and vice versa, the Dutch and, you know, relationship to the uh, Canadians. I think there's, um, of course, there's the legions in Canada. Again, you know, they play a role and, and uh, celebrate, you know, the role that they play in the liberation. So I think it will be maintained. And of course, there's so many economic ventures between the two countries. And... Um, I I think I read somewhere that the Netherlands, the third highest uh, amount of money that they invest in any country after UK and US is Canada. Wow. So okay. um, they're, they're, That's significant. the relationships really do go beyond, uh, you know, what you and I might have been talking about, you know, just now, but you mentioned the Dutch store, you know, one of my saddest days was the Dutch store here in Kitchener, Waterloo closed. So uh, now I either have to travel but, to Guelph, or sometimes I'll stop. Is it Stony Creek?
1: <laughs> yeah, Stony Creek has one. Uh, well, uh, Grimsby—that's Grimsby. Actually, actually, it. But, it's Grimsby yeah.
2: that I get off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because I still do like a uh, well bit of bowls and all those other good things. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I, I was in Peterborough, uh, on Friday, uh, visiting uh, the local Dutch store there, uh, Maggie's Meat oh, yes. Market, but the, um, the croquette factory oh, that makes all those bitter balls yeah. is there as well. So I went down, and visited Cruz croquettes, uh, and, and he even showed me how they're made. So, uh, sometimes they say you shouldn't do that, but it was fine. It looked yeah. great. It looked wonderful. Yeah,
2: no, <laughs> I know. I, I do love those. And, uh. I sometimes stop in Barrie on my way to the cottage because there's still a store there.
1: Continental and Barrie. also good yeah good good friend of ours right. um Jeff uh, Jeff up right. there Jeff Anikar um, okay. Well, you mentioned Waterloo. Maybe we can briefly uh, wrap up uh, by uh, Waterloo. Uh, Kitchen, Kitchen Waterloo is known more as a German area, I think, but maybe that's just the image it has. But did, was there a significant Dutch uh, community there as well?
2: Well, do you know, yes, it's known as, well, Mennonites and Germans, uh, obviously. and uh, But yes, there were two Dutch churches here. Um, and actually, one of them, the... The re- Christian Reformed is still active, but the other one I don't believe is anymore, which again shows you that there was, you know, there were sufficient people. Um, and yep. from time to time, there is a group, and I've I've been involved with them. You know, they plant tulips and they do celebrate some of the significant uh, milestones that occurred during World War, you know, two. And uh, so there is a small group that tries to continue. To highlight that relationship between Canada and uh, and the Netherlands, but uh, overall um, the footprint it's it's spread out. There's, I, I remember when I was young, my mom and dad used to go to the Dutch club in London on yeah. Saturday nights. Yeah.
1: well-known Dutch you know, club. Yeah, and uh,
2: <clears throat> so I mean a lot of that helped to bring people together, but there's nothing.
1: Yeah, well, we we. We interviewed a professor from uh, Fanshawe a few uh, weeks ago for the podcast. Right. He's from London. And his, um, he met his wife at the Dutch it Club uh, in London. So, uh, you know, and, and he was born yeah. here uh, and grew up here. Uh, but they still went with their parents. Oh. And, and, and that's where they, uh, they met each yeah. other.
2: Well, my husband loved to go to the Dutch Club with my mom and dad. And they had another couple that they went with. And we had a wonderful time. So... <laughs>
1: Well, that's maybe because of the bit. Right.
2: <laughs> You're right.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, maybe to wrap up, um there's half a million people of Dutch descent, give or take, in Ontario, a million in Canada as a whole. Um, Do you see specific Dutch influences in the province where you say, yes, we can point to that? And that is something that we as Dutch Ontarians, Dutch Canadians um you know, we're responsible for.
2: Well, I think, you know, one of the, th- like, we are known for, for hard work. Um, and I think, I think there are still areas of the province too, where we, we've got an ed- agricultural footprint because a lot of the people came to this community. Sure. And yeah. so, you know, you take a look at uh, some of the names down the Niagara Peninsula over towards Chatham, up north of uh, you know Toronto and what have you, definitely you know you can see the impact of the uh, the immigrants who have farmed that land and uh, ha- you know helped to produce. Uh...
1: I I don't think I've ever seen a truck for a nursery or, or uh, a company that does not have a Dutch last name.
2: Exactly, on it. exactly, and so. Um, no, we're, uh, we are highly respected. When I was taking a look at some of my notes from the day I introduced this legislation, everybody referred to, you know, the the hard work, all that we've done. So, uh, and that will always be there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, Elizabeth, it was a <laughs> pleasure talking to you, an honor talking to you. Thank you so You're much welcome. for joining us on uh, Dudge the Podcast. And I hope I'll see you um, at one of the flag raisings, uh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm going to be attending uh, at least the one in uh, Queen's Park and hopefully the one in Burlington as well. So uh, look forward to uh, to catching up there again. Well, Thanks thank again. you
2: very much, Tom, and thank you so much because it is people like you and, you know, Teo and, uh, of course, uh, Martin and his Dutch touch. Originally, I mean that all helps to keep the Dutch spirit alive. Thank you.
1: We, we do <laughs> what we can. Thank you.
2: <laughs> bye bye. <Bye-bye.
0: laughs> wow, that's a very proud Canadian Dutch perspective from Elizabeth Whitmer. Very cool uh, interview. Thanks, Tom. That was that was great.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed uh, enjoyed talking to Elizabeth. Uh, that was wonderful.
0: She she seems to have amazing energy still for the Dutch community. Uh, um, You've pointed out before that she's very visible through many of these events, and uh, uh, her energy is amazing.
1: Yeah, wherever you go, uh, if there's a Dutch event, whether it's honoring uh, veterans, whether it's it's looking back on the immigration movement, uh, whether it's a fundraiser, Elizabeth will always be there, be happy to speak, will be happy to uh, emcee an event. Um, And and she's also a great supporter of uh, Dutch the magazine uh, and uh, Dutch the media, for which we're very uh, grateful. Uh, Yeah, it It was wonderful that she agreed to join us on the show.
0: Yeah, it does. It takes on a, a very interesting perspective about how proud we are. Uh, as Canadians to have such a, a vibrant relationship still uh, with the Netherlands, and uh, she, she points out why, beautifully.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Now, earlier I mentioned the book uh, that you had written, uh, Hidden in Plain Sight. There's <laughs> a real make the connection if you don't mind from this uh, celebration of Dutch culture in Canada and, and the book, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Mike. Uh, uh, absolutely. Well, this is really what the book is about, not just Canada, Canada and the U.S., but the the impact that um, the Netherlands and the Dutch have had on Canada and the U.S. So in the book, I explore uh, set, settling um, uh, Dutch settlers, communities uh, that came from uh, Dutch uh, settlements, uh, but also individual um, uh, accomplishments and achievements. Uh, we highlight the lives of a number of Dutch Canadians and Dutch Americans um who've had an impact on society in all kinds of ways so um yeah this this uh conversation with uh, with Elizabeth underlines really what uh, the book is to a large extent about it's about the Dutch presence here in North America both Canada and the US and over the ages right from the start, but also with quite a bit of uh, emphasis on that 1950s immigration wave that uh, we talked about with Elizabeth.
0: Uh, a really amazing book, uh, the collection of essays all in one place, hidden in plain sight. You'll find it at dutchthemedia.com, uh, along with uh, everything else in Dutch that you really need to connect with to uh, Krant, And you get uh, Dutch the magazine there. Uh, of course, all of these wonderful publications are available through that portal as well. Uh, Tom, thanks. I really appreciate this.
1: Thanks, uh, Mike. And I'll see you next time.
0: See you next time. Don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend. Bye. Okay. Bye.